Hello, welcome to Creative Catch-Up, a podcast where myself, Natasha Newton, artist and illustrator, and me, Mel Chadwick, illustrator and designer, will be chatting about running a creative business. Each episode, we'll be diving into a different topic that has come up in our own creative practice. We'll be sharing our experiences, both the ups and downs, struggles and successes, and hopefully give some advice that you'll also find useful. So join us for Season 2, Episode 8, as we chat about how you find your artistic voice and style. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Mel. It's great to be chatting to you again. Yeah. And today, I want us to move on to our subject, because I think it's a really big subject, and I think concerns a lot of, especially growing artists, artists who are still finding their feet. And that is your artist style or the style that you have that um, differentiates you from another artist. I think this subject is really important, isn't it, to talk about. Let's start off by asking that question, what is an art style? Okay, so an art style is... I guess, like you said a minute ago, it's something that differentiates your work from somebody else's. And that can include um, things like subject matter, uh, the colour palette you tend to work in, um, and the overall um, feeling of your work. So whether it's very calm and peaceful or whether it's energetic and lively, whether it's loose or whether it's very precise all of these elements um, come together and and that's how you kind of create an art style. You can really see sometimes someone who's got a very strong style because when you look at their work, it's very cohesive. Yeah. You can see that it was them who created it. That's when you know you have a, you've really found your style. Is when someone can recognize your work and they don't there's not a name underneath it or something. They just see it and they know it's yours. What are the benefits of having a style? I think that's a really important question to understand because if we if we don't know that then what's the point? I mean, I think it's really important in a way because it sets you apart. It it, it shows who you are as an artist and can give you quite a strong identity. I guess um, I was going to say it sort of builds your brand in a way, if you want to look at it like that. I think people are attracted to artists who have a very strong individual style. It always, I think it it shows a certain amount of uh, consistency and in a way it helps to build your reputation a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think it can also help you grow your audience as well if you mm. have a style that people really, really love. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I, I think I could say that of your work, Natasha, because if you look at your Instagram account, which, you know, is a good way of seeing a style at work, you can see that your feed is very cohesive and, and also, you know, that people love your work. It's very apparent. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yes, I was going to say that about it being cohesive. I noticed that when I started really making an effort to keep my Instagram feed cohesive, because at first I was posting um, sort of a, a range of things, really. It wasn't just an art account. I used to post 
pictures from my life as well. And I didn't have such a big following and it didn't attract so many people. And it was when I decided to switch and make it primarily an art account. So I hardly, as you see, I hardly ever post anything that isn't art related. It's very rare. Um, and that somehow, for some reason, appeals to people. They like to see that cohesiveness within someone's feed. And if they see that your style is very consistent, I think, yeah, there's something appealing about that because I know that I'm quite attracted to that in other artists' work as well. So do you, do you think it is really important to focus on finding your art style straight away? Or do you think it's, do you think it's more important to just grow as an artist yeah I would say at first it's not that important I think you need to be experimenting as much as you possibly can because at the beginning uh, that's what I did and I didn't really have such a strong style at all and um, actually the style I did have was really quite different from the style I have now it was much more realistic Whereas now I'm um, like a more kind of folk art storybook kind of style. It's much, I guess you could say it's much more stylized now, whereas it was much more realistic before. And I think at the beginning of your career or, you know, just when when you're just starting out, whether you're a student or whatever, um, it's really good to just experiment as much as you can. And don't worry, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Like I must find a style, you know, I've got to do that. Um, as soon as possible because I think it's something that just will happen when the time is right. I mean some people I guess will look at other artists for influences or other things. I mean when you were trying to find your style how how did you develop it? How did you do you think it really grew? I think one thing I did do was look at the work of other artists um I did a lot of research, obviously, like we're going way back before we were all using the internet. <laughs> this makes me sound ancient. <laughs> but I, I remember buying like lots of art books and I would spend hours looking through these art books and I was trying to figure out what appealed to me, you know, which colours appealed to me, um, which style of work appealed to me, which subject matter appealed to me. When I first started, I would do a lot of still life work, which I very, very rarely do now. In fact, I don't really, at the moment, I'm not really doing that at all. And sometimes I think I would quite like to get back into that. I'm trying to think what got me onto landscape painting. I think it was actually an image I saw in a magazine, weirdly. I remember it was like, and I can't remember which magazine, but I remember tearing it out of the magazine and keeping it in my studio and thinking, I'm going to try and make some work based upon this image. And it was a a sort of ploughed field. It seemed to be taken in the winter at dusk. And so the sky was this gorgeous colour. There was like um, a row of trees on the horizon, these kind of bare wintry trees. And I remember thinking, I'm going to try and paint this. I love this image so much. And up until that point, I was really uncertain about how I would make my style work for landscapes. And it was that that sparked it all off. So inspiration can come from anywhere. Yeah. And as you were saying that, I was thinking, actually, that would be a good um, activity or exercise to do 
if you're trying to find your style, like you were saying, you might have been flicking through your magazine, you might see an image that you like really like, you know, tear it out, put it on the wall, and then, you know, find other images or colour palettes or, I don't know, even descriptions of things that kind of makes you come alive. I mean, I love using Pinterest for that kind of thing, you know. It's a, it's a great way to build like a mood board, really, of things that you love. And I think that's a really good activity to get you kind of really seeing visually what is it that you like, what is it that that you love, and then can help help kind of steer you a bit. Yeah, I think it can. I think it's really good. It's a good activity. And I should use Pinterest more, really. I go through phases with it. But it's a great resource and it really helps refine what really excites you in art or design or whatever and you know then you can work that into your your artwork yeah when I'm actually working with clients on branding that's what that's what we do together we kind of set set up a Pinterest board and I tell them to basically pin everything that they feel reflects their brand or would like their brand to reflect so that's a great way of working yeah yeah it, it it's really good because it means that rather than relying on them trying to tell me you can visually see it yeah it's much easier isn't it yeah you instantly Mm. can see what is it that they like what is it that they want to say through their brand you know down to even like the font styles or just the texture that they might have like or just just like the aesthetic that they want you to capture and so it could work very similar for trying to find your style Um, And I I think actually it's probably better to pull from lots of different influences rather than one influence, because sometimes if you pull just from one thing, you you end up just copying rather than pulling it all together and making it your own, you know? Yeah, because that's what you need to do is is be taking all of these, um, all of this inspiration and all of these influences and kind of putting it in one big melting pot (laughs) and then you come out with something that is just yours it's like as you say if you were just concentrating on one artist you really love you're in danger of your work becoming too similar to them and therefore you're not finding your style that's their style no you're just imitating rather than yeah Mm. being excited and putting your own spin on it I was going to ask you about how long it took you to develop your style. Do you think it was something that developed slowly over several years or did it come to you quite quickly? No, I think my style has developed over years and I've seen different, um, I've seen my style at different points, you know, where it's, where it's been one thing and then it's changed again. And I, I find that I get settled with something and I'm, I'm quite excited about it and I'm enjoying it. And then <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I just keep naturally adding different things to it. But if you look at my portfolio, I feel quite happy with it, even though the work on there ranges maybe five years right. or a little bit less. But you can see what you can see or I can see is an energy about the pieces and I feel like it's more of a feeling that I 
have with my work rather than perhaps one colour palette or um, one medium. Yeah, It's actually, yeah, I think all my pieces convey an energy and a a vibrancy maybe to it. Yeah, I think that's where your style is rather than in the colour palette, for example. Yeah, or in the subject matter. You have this energy and sort of vibrancy and liveliness to your work. And I think that's where your style is. Because you do do quite a, a range of different um, subjects, don't you, as well? Yeah. So, you know, I, I love doing maps. But then within a map, you've got people, you've got buildings, you've got animals, you've got food, you've got environmental features. <laughs> yeah. Um, so within just one piece, I, I have lots of different subject matters. Um, but then I also love food as well. And, and then also I love lettering, hand lettering. Oh, yes. Again, using that in my work. So sometimes it's not really obvious, but say like in a map with place names, you know, I I will handwrite the place names so that they all kind of blend in to the map style. But yeah, all my pieces, I, I need to get excited about it. And I guess that's what I'm doing. I'm injecting the excitement and the energy into the work. And if if you have a piece of my work, then that's what you're getting. You're getting maybe the energy. A good way of describing it. It's like the first time really kind of talking about this because even though it's a subject that I do sometimes think about, but actually trying to describe what I do. I always find it really hard to talk about my work, actually, whenever anyone asks me, because it's something we all sort of do instinctively, I think, rather than analyzing it and thinking about it we just do it yeah so yeah yeah and I guess a great example is when I'm going out and I'm looking at what's in front of me and I'm using say my colored materials like uh, colored pencils and um, watercolors and when I'm drawing and I'm in the moment and I'm capturing I have a real kind of excitement as I'm doing if you watch me work you'll see it looks like a mess it looks a bit like chaotic but I want to use all of the colors and I'm like (laughs) and it's very much that is my way of working I like will look at what's in front of me gauge it see it and then just right I want to capture that on paper but I don't want it to just be a flat image I want it to speak to you I want it to say I am alive even though I am a 2D image Um, so I guess when people look at my work that's what I want them to kind of feel is the energy that went into creating it so you're like you're the proof that you don't have to stick to a specific color palette or subject matter in order to have your own style I think that's the first time I've ever actually felt like I've understood myself. Oh, brilliant. (laughs) Your style is defined by your colours and your subjects. Yeah, because I'm really, um, I don't, at the moment, I don't vary my subject matter very much. It's very much nature-based, landscape-based. I don't draw people, although I have done in the past. I don't do still life, although I have done in the past. I may be experimenting a little bit more soon with different things. But um, at the moment, yeah, I think people know me for the landscapes and um, the birds, for example. 
uh, and my colour palette, it can be quite muted um, and quite moody. It's quite calming. The one thing that people always tell me my work is, is calming or peaceful and quite atmospheric. So I know that people like that. And I certainly like to paint in that way because I kind of find um, when I'm working on these pieces, it can make me feel good. And I think, like you were saying, like your energy comes through in your pieces. I think the fact that my pieces make me feel safe and calm, um, I think that comes across so yeah, that's interesting. It's <laughs> it's like we imbue the work with our energy or something like that. Yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I think that for me, it isn't, you know, obviously subject matter, I'm very limited. Colour palette, I'm experimenting more with colours, but I still, in any one piece, the colour palette is limited. So yeah, I think that that's my style really, isn't it? That They're the elements that define my style. I mean, I want to ask you then, because... Um, you are working with new mediums. Do you find that your style still sticks, still comes through? Yeah, well, if I go by what other people are telling me, they're saying, oh my goodness, this is the, the thing that keeps being said, is even though you're working with these different materials, I can still tell it's you. So you're, So I guess my style is so ingrained now that no matter the medium because do you remember when I took up needle felting at the beginning of last year I mean that's something totally different and um, I got my needle felting stuff out again the other day because I certainly haven't given up on that I just haven't had the time to do it because because I'm a beginner it takes me a long time and um, I wanted the time to sort of sit down and develop it but when I made some little needle felted birds, everyone was saying, this is incredible. They look just like your paintings. <laughs> and it's funny. It just, it happens. It's not like I'm forcing it. It's just something that happens. And I think that's because I really took the time to find my own style. And it's so much a part of me. And it's so, it's authentically me. So it's not like I can chop and change and you know it's going to look different I think it's always gonna it's gonna look like my work whatever medium I work in but the interesting thing is that I think and Dominic's noticed this as well that the new pieces have more of an energy about them definitely I mean also because you've brought in some colors that you hadn't used or I hadn't seen as much of in your landscape paintings like in the sketchbook work and the paperwork like uh, reds yeah they're really rich autumnal colors yeah I had done a little bit of that last autumn I started using those colors last autumn in my canvas paintings but they're not as vibrant as these pieces whereas my work before was very sort of smooth and um, there wasn't a lot in the way of like mark making or, you know, people always talk about the texture in my work, but it wasn't textured in the way that these new pieces are textured. I was thinking like your mountains and the way that you layer up the coloured pencils, you're getting a lot more texture on those mountainscapes yeah. um, than in your canvas paintings. You can definitely see depth in there it's interesting how that's happened because when I first started working with the colored pencils 
um, things weren't going very well. I don't know whether you saw that vlog where <laughs> I was, I was like attempting this landscape several different times because I just couldn't seem to get it to look, I had an image in my mind and it was so frustrating because I couldn't get it to look the way I wanted it to. And the thing was, I was using the pencils too much in the way, like in the same way I would use paint. So I was trying to sort of smooth everything out and and make it, I think I was trying to make it too much like my paintings when I realised finally, no, the pencils are great for marks and through those marks, it adds this energy and this texture. And then I've gradually, over the months, I've developed this way of working with like layering pen and paint and pencil that I think is very um individual to me you know very unique to me because I haven't seen anyone else do it in quite this way and it only came about because I just kept practice 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 all the time and what do I want this to look like and and then I remember the relief when I finally started making pieces that that were like the the images I had in my head. I don't know, it's funny, it's because I'm so used to being a painter, I think. I didn't really draw very much before. And uh, it's hard to get out of those painting habits <laughs> when you when you switch to a new medium. it's it, it takes a little while to get used to it, but now I've discovered what it can do and I use it, you know, make it work for me. So yeah, it's it's changing my work and moving it in a new direction, but it's still very much my work, which is a relief, yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? I I wonder if you ever may feel like a bit stuck in your style or whether you feel, you know, I want a bit more something else. And I, and I just wondered about that, whether people who have a very uh, distinct style, whether they get kind of bored with it I think you can I think I know that I kind of felt like oh it would be exciting to have a bit of a change and I I kind of wanted to loosen up but not too much because I quite like the really precise elements of my work and the very detailed nature of it sometimes I think if I suddenly went really loose it just wouldn't look like my work yeah or if you were gonna go loose it'd probably take longer like as in it would be a a long kind of natural process I think it would yeah I think it's something that you can't really force you can do certain things to sort of help yourself along the way but you can't really force it in and make it happen in like a couple of weeks or something you need you know yeah like you say it's a long process um it's it's a little bit like learning your language or learning a new language yeah I was just I was just thinking about it because I'm trying to like learn Spanish. Oh yeah, moment. how's that going? <laughs> just takes me back to when I was trying to learn French or German oh, at school, yeah. and uh, although this time I'm a lot more excited about it. Um, <laughs> That's good. But yeah, I was thinking actually, you know, you don't learn a language overnight. You know, you don't you don't pick up all of the the different words or you know different the accent in which you say something it's a long process and I was thinking actually it's similar to your art style and your listening to your voice or finding your voice yeah finding your visual language yeah, it, yeah. it's a similar kind the of thing. thing and but you've got that's interesting yeah but I also think you've got to test it like for me if I'm going to have learn and speak Spanish I have to speak it 
I have to actually say the words. It can't just be something I read mm. and look at. I actually yeah. have to say it. And I think that's the same with finding your artistic voice. You've got to practice it. You've got to try it out and you've got to be prepared to make mistakes, make things that you don't like the look of and you're just like, oh my goodness, what have I done there? But move, keep doing it, keep moving on and, you know, because that's the only way you'll then find yeah. what is your voice, what what is the way in which you create and make things. Yeah. You've got to have perseverance and boldness I think as well yeah that's partly why I decided to post that blog where the one where I'm just showing you know I've worked on this piece and it's gone wrong and this is why it's gone wrong and then I went on to this piece and tried to correct that but then something else (laughs) because I think it's good to show that process and to show that it doesn't come easily you know if I'd just basically gone from you know what I was doing before and didn't show any of the process but just showed like the completed pieces that I'm now happy with, the new pieces, it would have looked very easy. That transition would have looked so easy to people. Like, oh, she just went from this to this. And, you know, she'd learned this new medium and it was it was so easy. You know, she could just go from one to the other. And it wasn't like that at all. It did take perseverance and it took quite some time for me to to find that. And I think that's the thing. You have to persevere and it is going to take time. And I think to find, I'd really love the the comparison between learning a language and finding your own visual language is very similar. Like you said, that was really, yeah, that's interesting. And I guess like once you've kind of found your visual language or you're able to kind of feel a lot more confident in it, then you can maybe really kind of refine it. So yeah. it's almost like when you've learned a language um, or you're able to speak it, you feel more confident, then maybe you can start looking at bits of it, like technical bits of it or grammar bits of it that you know that you need to just work on a little bit more or tweak or understand. Yeah. Yeah, you can keep honing your skills, like, you know, in the different mediums that you use with with your style. You know, there's always room to to keep growing, to keep learning, to keep honing it. So, yeah, I I guess with my art career, I've kind of have used a lot of different mediums. And if I go back to my degree, my degree was in textiles and installation. So it was very different to what I'm doing now. So I was actually making a soft sculpture and creating environments for people to walk into. So very different to what I'm doing now which is a mix of paper-based work but also screen-based work feels like it has been a journey it hasn't been like I knew what I wanted the final style to look like I knew what my voice was I didn't (laughs) because it was almost like having to find it naturally through a way of twists and turns and yeah a major change was when we moved countries So when I moved from the UK to Hong Kong, that environmental change... Did that really influence your work then? Well, it influenced me. So it it opened my eyes to a new world, a new new smells, new things I could see. And it opened my eyes to the illustration world. Whereas before I had just been focused on fine art, textiles. What I loved was like seeing massive murals 
in shopping centres, seeing things full of energy. And and now I'm seeing that. Now I'm actually realising that was a big influence on my style. And now I'm, I'm doing that or trying to do that in my work. I want people to be captivated and feel the energy. And that's what I've experienced. And that's what I experienced in Hong Kong. So, so when you went over to Hong Kong, did you feel that you were stuck in a rut with your previous style? Were you wanting to change or did it just, it changed like subconsciously rather than consciously? What's interesting is that I feel that I had closed a little bit um, of myself before I moved. So I'd kind of stopped doing the textile work I knew I was going to be moving. I didn't know what kind of shape art would have. So in a way, I felt like I'd like stopped creating. So I wasn't looking to, which is really weird, I wasn't looking to create when I went out there because I didn't know what was in store. So I guess when I went out there, I wasn't sketching, I wasn't drawing, I wasn't uh, sewing. So I was kind of like a little bit like a bit of a blank canvas, Yeah, I think. So um, maybe because of that, I was a bit more sponge-like and I was taking in things that I, or noticed things that spoke to me. When we moved then from Hong Kong back to the UK, we moved to Aberdeen in Scotland. And then that was another switching on, should I say, of art. Because I suddenly went from a place that had skyscrapers, felt very, um, not claustrophobic, but you couldn't see the horizon and when I moved to Aberdeen suddenly you had like landscapes that were completely open so you had a massive expansive skies you had really affected by the light and I started painting again I hadn't painted since um a level because in my in my degree I didn't paint I stitched and took photographs and made 3D sculptures I wasn't painting but when I yeah went to Aberdeen I yeah started painting and painting massive (laughs) massive pieces with do you still have some of these (laughs) no oh did you sell them uh yeah I sold quite a few of them um so what were you working on what medium were you using I was working in acrylic on canvas and I was working um also watercolours I was working on paper uh, yeah actually I did quite a few landscapes of the Cairngorms in different seasons oh I'd love um, to see these <laughs> I think some of them are actually in a gallery somewhere but that I never I never chased it oh no <laughs> you just left them there yeah I just left them there oh anyway, no I know <laughs> so they're out there somewhere out there somewhere I know some people have bought pieces so they probably got them on their walls somewhere but oh I would love to see these again I I feel like that was again a a a renewal of of uh, my style trying to work it out what it what was it that I liked and so you're also quite influenced by your surroundings then aren't you oh yeah I think I am I think I am influenced by where I am and uh like in Aberdeen, like there was a big screen printing scene and I think that then opened that door up to me. So as I say, it's a very windy path. My my path is not, I feel like, hasn't been straightforward. <laughs> no. 
I feel I feel like mine hasn't really either. I think probably lots of people's, you know, it, you you your life situation changes. You become interested in different things, and yeah, for whatever reason, you you change. I mean, some people, I guess, start out as oil painters and remain oil painters for the rest of their life, and you know, maybe don't um, deviate from that path, but. I think a lot of artists do. And it's interesting how many different things you've done, though. It opens you up, though, and you learn new things. Yeah. And you, then I can know if it works. What I love about screen printing is working in layers and seeing that each layer adds a new dimension to the piece. Yeah. And even though I'm not screen printing anymore, I still work in layers. So that kind of aspect, that technical working in that way has kind of influenced me how I work in my computer work because Adobe Illustrator you are working in layers and I love adding texture into my um, illustration on, on the computer but then also when I'm working in my sketchbook I love mixing mediums and working in layers and it's the same thing you know you put in your your main blobs of color <laughs> and then, you know and then you start to build in those layers and textures and you get depth so you can see how actually even though I'm not screen printing you can see that it has paid, played a part in how I create work yeah it sort of influenced that hasn't it when you see someone's work I think you just can't look at it and think right that's it they they did it overnight sometimes you don't realize all the influences that have gone into it it's like i think sometimes people want shortcuts to you know they want things i want my style i want it really quickly i want it from the start and actually it's really fun the process is fun you know allow yourself to just have fun with that side of it before settling on a very definite style you know because you may find that it's going to change throughout your career anyway so just enjoy the journey and enjoy the process. And I think that's the that's the best piece of advice actually is enjoy what you're doing because if you're enjoying it and you are you know you're listening to that intuition you're listening to yourself and you're not just looking at someone else's work your voice is going to come through your work. Yeah. I think people they they can see that and they connect with it and love it if they see it's your unique voice and your experiences okay so for our next episode which will be episode nine natasha what will we be looking at we will be looking at the ways in which you can keep your work fresh that'll be a great one actually to lead on from this one yeah they seem like a good pairing Okay, thanks guys again for listening in to this episode. We've really, I know I've really enjoyed talking about finding your style and um, I think I've actually uh, talked about things I haven't talked about before <laughs> to do with my style. So it is really important to think about it, I think. And if you have a friend, talk about it with them because you'll probably unlock other things about yourself that you didn't know as usual come and find us on instagram search for creative underscore catch up or find us on youtube and to leave us a comment say what's going on with you we'd love to hear your thoughts also on finding your art style maybe there's things that you've been struggling with um, just let us know we'd love to hear from you until next time stay positive stay creative